We have got so much to talk about on today's episode of The Upside. I hope we can get it all in. First, my visit to New York and specifically the Social Security office, because I was very mm-hmm. concerned about that. Right. Then we've got to talk about your speech to your high school, which went very well, but there was a ton of drama surrounding it. <laughs> and I have to tell you how I think I am currently the victim of a practical joke that crosses state lines. This is weird. I have no idea what you're talking about. A significant number of people or a number of significant people would probably be the better way to say it are conspiring to, to play a big practical joke on me. I think Hmm. I will explain this episode of the upside. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the time I got to spend with my dad up in New York this past weekend. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for crockpots. Uh, specifically, I well, now I'll get in. I'll get into it later, but uh, yeah, I, I'm specifically I'm grateful for the time I get to spend with my dad and his awesome neighbors. But I'll talk more about that later because they take such great care of him. All right, but first, first things first. This is a very important week. Why? It is the week of Callie's birthday. Woo. I'm not very birthday. I mean, I'm birthday-ish, but I'm not like Jeff where I'm like, the whole month is mine. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, bye. So (laughs) Callie's birthday is Sunday. um, And I believe that even if your birthday is on Sunday, like the week of your birthday is the seven days leading up to it. Yeah. Because you can't really... Like you can't do a post birthday. Hey, it's my birthday. Like, nah, mm, it's, it's, it's over. over. Yeah, right. So this is this is the week of Callie's birthday. How old will you be turning on Sunday? I will be turning thirty four. Thirty four years old, and J Lo and Shakira are performing a special concert just for you on it's your my birthday concert. Yep, they're gonna do it. Now they won't be anywhere near you. They'll be in Miami. And I'll be sleeping. They'll be in Miami. (laughs) Oh yeah, you will, won't you? (laughs) Yes. I'll probably be asleep hours before the Super Bowl. What time does it start? You know? Kickoff will be about, like you'll be able to stay up to see kickoff and then you'll go to bed. Yeah. That'll be it. Womp womp. Um, So happy birthday week. Thanks, boo. Uh, I got to share with you a voicemail that we got related to your age. Hey, this is Sarah calling from Salvo regarding the slippers and the pillbox. I'm 23. I have a pillbox and I got three pairs of slippers for Christmas. It's all good. Have a great day, y'all. Love y'all. I am wearing right now my slippers, my house shoes, whatever you would like to call them. And I am currently have a heating pad on my back because I think I slept on it weird. I, you can't, I am no longer allowed to get a second of grief from you about my comfortable tracksuit because. You have a pillbox, you're sitting on a heating pad, you're wearing house shoes, <laughs> and did I see you open the Valpac coupon envelope yesterday with enthusiasm? Well, I was just thinking that that's one of those things that we get 
every, how often does it come out? Is it weekly? I don't know. Cause it goes immediately in the, the trash. And I was like, I wonder what's in here. I wonder if it's the same as I remember it. And it is, I swear to you, the same businesses have been advertising in that thing for 35 years. So you went through it. Did you, did you clip any coupons? I did not clip any. I was just curious to see what was in there and if it was as I remembered it. And it was. All right. I think I should be exempt from tracksuit grief just based on how old you are in spirit. And I think evidence of your internal true age somewhere in the mid 80s even shines through somewhere in the mid 80s is even shining through with your special request related to free stuff Friday. Oh, for the games to show music? Yes. You're very excited to pick out this music over the weekend. The biggest prizes in the podcasting world can only be found in one place during Free Stuff Friday with Callie and Jeff on the Upside. It just makes me really happy. The music? Yeah. We started Free Stuff Friday on Friday, and the first prize is a set of Calphalon pots and pans worth almost $500. You had to text a word in to win. If you don't know, the contest is still going on. If you don't know what that word is, go back and listen to Friday's show. You text that word in to win. That's an entry. And then you got a link with some other ways to enter in to the contest. Now, can we talk through this? Yeah. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm not. I was just wondering what we're going to talk through. Well, the other ways to enter are all managed through like a third party. And it's a, it's a fairly common program, but it does have some flaws. Okay. Like, like for example, if you post, so once you text the word in from Friday's show, once you text that in and you get the entry, it gives you three other ways to earn an entry. One of those is, for example, post something specific on Instagram. Mm -hmm. The problem is that third-party software, or even Callie and I, I don't think would be able to see your entry unless you have a public Instagram account. Right. So there's that. Then there's another way of it. Like, we now have Callie and Jeff on Twitter. Like, that we own that. And we've just started that account. So you could earn another entry by following that account on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So if you, but if you're not on Twitter, then you can't use that. And then there's another one where you just circulate a link about our show and everybody who clicks on that link that you send out, those all count as entries. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that's not too much. Like if you just want the most simple method and you like participating in contests and you want to whatever, then you text the word in, you're in the running. Right. If you want bonus entries, then that's when you got to do the more stuff. Right? Right. Is that good? Are we good with that? I'm good with that, but okay. I feel like was someone upset about it? Nobody was upset about it. I just want to make sure that like that's in the spirit of Free Stuff Friday with Callie and Jeff on the upside. Yeah. 
That's so creepy. Please don't ever do that again with that music playing. Because that takes it from like game show yeah. to something worse. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, I think it's fine unless we get a bunch of calls from people saying that's not fair. But well, we know. did we did get calls from people whose Instagram entries weren't working. Mm -hmm. And I figured out since then it's because they have private accounts. They have private accounts. But yeah. but we'll give enough methods of entry and they'll change every week. But I just want I, I want to just want to make sure that you are cool with the bonus entries. I'm fine with that. I think okay. the bonus entry thing is kind of fun. Yes, because and it also helps promote the show, which is important to us. Uh secondly, the winner for this week, uh, because I had to set a deadline and I didn't want it to go an entire week if it was like a flawed system. So the winner this week will actually be drawn at six o'clock tonight. Okay. And we'll announce it on tomorrow's episode of the upside. Um, but so if you're listening to this on the day of release, it would be Monday, Monday January 27th. Yes. That's the at deadline. 6 PM Eastern. But because we're calling it free stuff Friday, you know, and, and I think we have to get something out of it too. People have to listen to our show. So I think the contest runs from the minute the episode is released on Friday until midnight Friday night. Like you have to participate on Friday. And then we announce the winner on Monday's show. Oh, okay. So it's this Well, but then that's going to contradict something you want to talk about later in the show, which is people being forced to listen on the day of release. No, that's not. Okay, we can talk about that. Did our dog just throw up in his, her mouth? <laughs> our dog just started. She's sitting right next to us, and she just started joking. We can talk about that right now. Um, we have we're, we're gonna we're gonna we have a survey that will be going out to that we'll be asking you to participate in. We'll tell you how you can participate in a few minutes. But one of the questions is: Do you feel overwhelmed by the number of episodes that come out? And do you feel like if you get behind, you can't listen until you've caught up? And would that cause you to stop listening to the show altogether? Yeah. And it doesn't mean we're going to be doing less than five shows a week. It just means that maybe we'll remind people more often that you don't have to listen to every single show and catch up to understand the show. Um you know, because we make each show. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. I mean, I think that's something we talk about how different radio is. But one thing that you can take away from radio, you know, when you are turning on a radio station, you don't have to listen to the show for 15 years to understand that day's show. And there's kind of a, a something that I think. So is, just think of it like that. Maybe is an advantage that we have is my experience in radio. I'm used to reintroducing content to the audience. That's, right. what, that's what the consultants call it, mm -hmm. which basically means I, I'm, I'm used to saying, Hey, if you missed it last week, if you missed it last week, or if Callie's talking about her job, like we'll just throw one line in there. Like Callie has a job that starts at four in the morning. She gets up at two 30, mm -hmm. which if you listen to every single episode, you're like, Oh my gosh, I know. Shut up. <laughs> but we do that for, cause we want everybody to feel welcome. So yeah. That doesn't mean you have to listen to every prior show, but it it would force you to listen to Friday's show to win the free stuff on Friday. Yeah. Well, I'm fine with that. Okay. I don't have any strong feelings about it one way or another, to be totally honest. The way to get Callie to say yes to anything is to offer her this music.
Just don't. Just don't. All right. Here's the update on uh, my trip up to New York. And Jeff has not told me a lot about his trip. No, because I specifically the Social Security office, because that was my biggest concern. I get the only person on the planet I know who gets more frustrated at inefficiency than me is my dad. Yes. And I was worried that we would spend all day Friday at the Social Security office. We had a phone call with... Callie had a phone call with a guy at the Social Security office right after my mom passed away. And this dude was so all over the place. And he he would he would just ricochet. It, it was so funny that she ended up putting him on speakerphone. So it was like I an SNL him. skit. It was cr- it was like it didn't even feel real. Right. If you're at an improv show and somebody shouts out bad customer service, this guy was playing that role. Yeah. Like he coughed into the phone. He would just randomly say things like that didn't make sense. Like in the middle of the conversation, he's like, uh, Friday, January 25th, or whatever Friday's date was. And Kelly goes, What about it? Like, <laughs> what happens on that date? And he's like, Oh, this whole time I've been setting you up an appointment. Right. And I was like, An appointment to do what? <laughs> right. Like, that wasn't the point of the phone call, but okay. Like, We'll show up. What, what, what are we doing at that appointment? Um, so Jeff went to the social security office and he was worried that it was going to be super inefficient. And I think you get a little bit of anxiety about your dad being irritated about stuff like that. Cause you don't want him to go and have a miserable two hours and then be frustrated for the rest of the time. What, my concern isn't him having a miserable two hours. My concern is going there and spending two hours and then having them say, well, didn't anybody tell you that you had to bring your mom's right. whatever, whatever birth certificate or 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 driver's license or whatever? So how long were you there? Do you remember what your prediction was? I said like 48 minutes or something like we that. We were there 47 minutes. Oh. It was such a great experience. I told you. I would do it again. Told you. Now here's it was a little there. It was a little nerve wracking getting in because I've never, I, I mean, I can't think of the last time if I've ever been into a federal building, mm-hmm. but the security was tighter than the airport. Yes, for sure. Um, they sequestered our phones. They took my Apple watch. Uh, my dad had like a little pocket knife that, that he uses to like open envelopes and packages. I mean, if, okay. if you stat, it, it like the knife blade was the same. It's like size on as, a nail clipper. Correct. They made us take it back to the car, but we got in there. Our appointment was at 11, thanks to the customer service dude. It was at 11. We sign in and we sit down and they're calling all of these numbers that start with different letters, A, B, mm-hmm. or C. And they keep calling. Every like five minutes, they call somebody back. A, 271. B, 418. Ours started with G. The letter G. So you're like, we have no concept of when we're going to be called (laughs) whatsoever. I know. I was about to send dad down to get lunch. I'm like, you go find food, bring it back to us, whatever. And uh, so we're crossing our, and they're calling like every 10th person they call by name. So we're like, okay, maybe because we have an appointment, they're going to call names. Yeah. So we got our fingers crossed for that. How many people were in there? 200. 
Room oh, was so it was really crowded. Packed. Every chair was okay. full. Like we were lucky to get seats sitting next to you. Because I was thinking it could go either way when you're in Syracuse because it would either be like it's the one that they have. So there was like 80 bajillion people in there. Yes, or that's it. it's like one tiny room with like one person. It could go either way. There, I mean, yeah, it was packed. So like my dad came around the corner first and he goes, oh, geez, and kind of turned and gave me a look. So we found two seats together and we're, we're sitting there. And, and my dad nudges me because the person sitting to his left is trying to get the attention of the person in front of him. Mm -hmm. And it was this weird, like, like whispering, like there was definitely something going on. And I thought it might've been that the dude had his phone out because they took our phones when we checked in. Right. So I thought he was like, tell him to get his phone. Like that's, it, there was anxiety in his whispering. Okay. We watch for a few minutes. I will give you a thousand dollars cash right now. If you can guess what the guy wanted. A snack? No. The person sitting next to him had bugs crawling on him. <gasps> and so the person behind oh was my God, telling so gross. the person in front and I don't know if the, if the bug person and the person next to him were together. Oh, my God. But he gets a piece of paper out, and he we watch him squish a bug. <gasps> it was terrible. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Was there more than one? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I just stayed in my seat. I had people. Uh, like, I was like, no. I had people between us. I was like, nope. So we watched that play out. And then at, like, five minutes after 11, they say they over the loudspeaker, they say, James Dollar, window number 12. And we get up and we go to the window. And the woman there is very helpful. Asked my dad a whole bunch of questions uh, about, um, you know, my mom and her passing and, and their marriage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like, I don't know, paperwork type stuff. 90% of it wasn't important, but the and then then they found out that there was an address screw up. So she fixed that. My dad's address was wrong. They fixed that real easy. And I even got a replacement social security card. Which is funny to me. Jeff hasn't had a social security card in how long? Probably 20 years. And where did it go? No idea. So weird. So yeah, he just hasn't had a social security card. I don't even know, to be honest, why you need a physical one. Do you? I mean, you've if gone you, so long without one, but. Well, if you start a job, you need to present it. Like your employer will always say, bring in your social security card. And if you don't, you have to bring in like your birth certificate and a passport. passport yeah. yeah. Um, but you don't have, so, you don't have a job where you right. need a social security card. So, Hey. Um, yeah. So I just, she was so nice and she did a, like, she took care of my, my mom's paperwork and she took care of, uh, changing my dad's address that had gotten screwed up. And I was like, well, can I get a new social security card? She goes, sure. And I'm like, I don't live here. And she's like, no problem. So she did all that. Yeah. And then said, okay, uh, thank you for coming in. Hope this is easy. Sorry for your loss. And we're like, okay. And we left. We got there at 10 minutes of 11. Mm -hmm. And by 10 minutes of 12, we were two blocks away at a restaurant having lunch. Nice. Yeah, it was perfect. Um, the rest of the trip was really good. What I was saying at the beginning is all of my dad's neighbors came over to visit while I was there. And they're so nice. They're taking such great care of him, making sure that he's definitely not going to starve. Right. They, <coughs> excuse me, they um, 
they're bringing food over every night. They come over and visit with them. So that's really cool. And they're really funny. So we were hanging out laughing with them. Um, the one thing that, that I noticed and didn't say anything, and then my dad said something right before I left that was really kind of sad, is now that we've buttoned up the Social Security stuff, like there's nothing administrative left to do related to mom. Yeah. Which is like a weird type of closure. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't know. Just That was just really sad. Like it's officially over. Right. Like there's nothing left to, there's no T to cross or I to dot. It's just yeah. the, the whole business side of dealing with death weirds me out. Yeah. You know, so that was sad. Um, and then our neighbor... I've talked about this a little bit, but when I was 12 years old, my mom got really, really sick. She had a brain aneurysm and then had complications from that like um, in the weeks afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea, but her next, our next door neighbor at the time kept a journal of those first few weeks. Which is so remarkable. Right. And brought it over, made photocopies of it, and brought a copy for myself and a copy for dad. So, get, and brought it and gave it to us. Did you, how much of it did you read? I skimmed it, but it was, it was a little intense. I wonder me. if it's going to be interesting. Um, are you, am I allowed to read it? Yeah, you can read it if you want. I, it'll be interesting to see how much of it, how it impacts me. Cause I knew your mom, but I didn't know your mom before she got sick. Um, and I wasn't there when, when she was sick, when you were 12, obviously. Um, so it's going to be interesting if I read it and see it more, how I, I see it and feel it. Because when I asked you about it yesterday, Jeff and I were talking about it and he almost couldn't speak about it, but I also feel like that was such a traumatic experience for you that of course it's going to be so painful for you to read. Cause that was a defining huge moment in your life. I, um, the, th the reason it was cause I just skimmed it. And the reason that I think it was difficult for me to process is because I remember everything vividly. Yeah. Like really vividly. And to, it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like it happened and we just got through it, right? Mm -hmm. And everything, you know, it was just, it was life and everything happened. And then you don't think about it again, but to have somebody else's written account and confirmation of what I remember and be, being aware of how bad it was while it was happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's really tough to explain. Do you consider, and maybe your therapist has mentioned this, I don't know. Do you consider it a trauma? Like um, being that young and having your mom get really sick and everything you guys went through? Well, it, it definitely was. It was, a, it was obviously, yes, it was a trauma to the whole family, mm -hmm. but I don't think it wasn't ever anything that like, while it was happening, you don't sit around and go, Oh, this is a trauma. You like, never you dealt with it as a trauma, but it was a, it was a very no. traumatic event, especially mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. But you just, you just get through it. Like you just, mm -hmm. 
you know, deal with it. And like I've spoken before about how I think just getting through it has made it possible for me to navigate tough stuff in adulthood Mm -hmm. differently than somebody like, I mean, this is, I'm not trying to make this generational or like, like, like parenting back then versus parenting now and all that other stuff. But, uh, part, I worry about people who kids now who are faced with obstacles, even much less obstacles, much less significant than this, mm-hmm. who don't have to deal with it because mommy or daddy swoops into the school and says this or whatever and mm-hmm. all that. Like, what do you do when you're an adult and you hit an obstacle right. and that happens? Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah. So I think for the most of the experience and the lessons from it created the person I was, I am now, mm-hmm. both for good and to my detriment. But going back in the moment and seeing and reading her words, confirming what I already knew. Like she she told a quick story in there about me wanting to, to who. Um wash my mom's clothes and do my mom's laundry. So she would um have clean clothes when she came home. And I vividly remember the expression on her face when I said that. Because I knew that she wouldn't be coming home soon from the look on her face. And I remember saying, well, I still need to do the laundry because if I don't do the laundry, then Judy is going to be even more sad. And I remember that. And it just sucked. That's Um, a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, you can read it. It's fun. <laughs> um um I'm so proud of you. I think you are what I have realized about Jeff um since really since we got engaged is that he the child that he was, he is amazing now. But you can see that child who wanted to wash his mom's clothes when he was 12, um, it just, you are such a remarkable human being and not just because you're 46 and you've had more life experience and stuff like that, but at 12 to even think of that and it's just who you are and it's such a beautiful part of who you are and it is so very much what I love about you and it is just so true to who you are. And, um, you know, I think, yeah, it's just, yeah, you just, you have been through so much and you are such a remarkable human being and, um, things like that just confirm that. Um, on a, uh, later note, um, I think we, we talked last week, I think it was, about how I thought every day 
of when you're when we went to dinner with your parents and your dad offered to split the bill. Yes. So I go up to Syracuse. I arrive on Thursday and we, dad and I go to this place up in near where he lives called Doug's Fish Fry, which is a fit. Like, I mean, it's a famous restaurant up there. Everybody up there knows Doug's. And all they sell, I mean, they, they sell other things, but basically you can go get a, a fried fish platter with onion rings or, uh, French fries. And fried fish is a huge thing up there. And you're right on the lake. And it's like on Friday nights, the line is out the door and down the street. And in the summer, when the weather's really nice and people are at the lake, the line's out the door and down the street. Well, it was a Thursday afternoon. The weather was nice. Let's go to Doug's. We go to Doug's. We order. My dad has the same rule that your dad does. Dad pays. Dad always pays. And then the guy's like, you know, $22 or whatever the total is for our two fish dinners. And I reached for my wallet. My dad didn't reach for his at all. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're like, what is happening to me? And so we had been. uh, (laughs) So I was convinced now uh, later on in the trip, we went to, we, we ate out a couple times and every other time he picked up the tab and he even said like one, we were walking into a restaurant and he goes, look, we're just so, just so there's no confusion. I'm paying. I'm paying. But that one time he let me in. And for a minute, I'm like, did your dad call my dad? And are they messing with me now? Like, what is happening right now? Like, yes. Is everyone in on this joke and they're totally toying with me? Right. We were at dinner with my parents um, a couple weeks ago. And my dad just flat out said, hey, let's split the check to Jeff. And Jeff was like, looked at me like, what is happening right now? Cause my dad always has this thing. He always gives Jeff a lecture on how the dad always pays for the bill. So we get this group text from my dad because he yeah. listens to the show. We talked about it on the do show. You, do you have it? I do. Okay. Um, so we, we talked about it on the show. My parents listen to the show every single day and we get this group text from my dad to me, Jeff and my mom. RE number 155, the dinner check caper. Plausible theories on why Callie's dad did not follow the dad always pays rule. One. I love the fact that he's writing a, a, text, third person. a text message like it's a legal brief. Like yes. he's, he was a career lawyer. Yeah. So every, like, so he's writing this like it's like a, a, a like a legal document. Um, one, rules are meant to be broken. Two, cr- two create. Okay, no, first, now I'm gonna. I object. The <laughs> rules are not meant to be broken for Callie Riggs or her dad Greg Riggs. <laughs> they are rule. Callie is a rule follower, and whenever I tease her about it in front of him, he's like, "Well, there's rules in place for a reason. Like that's where you get it from." Yeah. So I will. I will dispute. Item number one and say wrong rules are not meant to be broken because he doesn't think that for him. Okay. Number two to create material for the show. <laughs> Valid. I'll take it. It was good. We've gotten a couple segments out of it. Decent, especially well done. If you coordinated with my dad, well played. Number three, the quote unquote rule is something you say when your daughter is dating someone you really like. And then that's w- a sweet compliment. Right. But then once she gets him like, nah, he can pay. He's over now. it. Four, the check was too high, <laughs> which it kind of was. Five, there is a pivot where kids start taking care of parents. Has the pivot begun? <laughs> Six, eating out with friends. They always split the bill. Has Jeff moved from son-in-law to friend? 
I'm in friend zone now. You're in the friend zone. And number seven, which is my personal theory, the margaritas were so strong, he forgot, quote unquote, the rule. (laughs) Which is good because we were in in a place that sells really good but really strong margaritas. And I went and saw my parents last weekend and I asked my mom, I'm like, why? My mom and I were laughing about that text he sent. And I was like, mom, why did he do that? And she was like, I honestly don't know. Like, that was so weird. So we don't know why. I'm going with number seven. The margaritas were too strong. I'm, go- I'm going to go with number eight. Callie sent pictures when I was up in New York of her parents' house and, and some water, it looks like, got between the, the foundation and the wall of the house. And they have got to tear up half their basement to fix it. Yeah. So he... he you know how it is when you have to do like home repair? Like they might give you an estimate of $3,000, but when it's all said and done, it's, it's like 4500 yeah. or something if you're lucky. So he might be anticipating future financial, uh, pro, you know, restrictions <laughs> due to that. So, uh, but yeah, when my dad, when I, I, and so, or he, or my, or my dad could have also just been like, well, yeah, it's good enough to pay for, for them down in Atlanta. It's good enough to pay for me here. I mean, who knows? We have a short three question, question survey for anyone who listens to our show that we would like your feedback on. Uh, just some things that we're curious about. Text the word survey, S-U-R-V-E-Y, to 800-434-5454. And we're going to be randomly picking a couple people that participate to win some Amazon gift cards just to say, hey, thanks, cool. And it seriously should take five seconds. Now, let's thank a couple of our ad partners for the week. There has been some recent debate on the validity of Instagram influencers' occupation. I happen to see that it is a very good occupation firsthand uh, because that's what Callie does. Uh, It's one of the things that she does. Well, there's a class on it, and almost 30,000 people have taken this class. So clearly, we're not the only ones who think that there is a career to be had in Instagram influencing. If you want to take this class and see if you can up your Instagram game and actually make it a part-time or full-time job, go to Skillshare.com slash upside. It's Skillshare.com slash upside. Get two months of their free premium membership and take classes like that and others absolutely free. I love this next advertiser, Thrive Cosmetics. They have a mission that is truly bigger than beauty. For every product we purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive with a responsive giving mission that supports nonprofit partners. So they either donate money or products to causes that help women emerge from homelessness. Um, They help women who are surviving domestic abuse and women fighting cancer. And I absolutely love that. I think it is so, so important. They are also vegan and cruelty-free, which you know that I love. Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash upside, and you're going to use the code upside for 15% off your first purchase. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash upside, and use the code upside for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com slash upside, code upside. 
We've been sleeping on the Elite Spartan by Brooklyn Betting, which got delivered right to our door. We unpacked it and we watched it form into its full size shape. It was amazing. And we were confident having this delivered from Phoenix to us because they have a great guarantee and they stand behind their product. This mattress has individually encased coils and proprietary comfort foams with a smart fabric cover. The tight and cool fabric responds to individual body temperature to give you the perfect sleep environment. Trust me, this is some of the best sleep I have ever had. You will experience it too, and you can get a great price. 25% off every order with the promo code UPSIDE25 when you go to brooklynbedding.com. Mattresses start at just $499. 25% off every order with UPSIDE25 at brooklynbedding.com. American-owned and American-made. They own the sleep solution because they own the factory. Back by popular, popular if I could talk, <laughs> demand, I am bringing back the social media um, reviews. The product reviews. The product reviews, things the- that stock us online, and I'm going to buy it with my own money and see if it's really worth it. So next week, I'm going to be reviewing a Hammett H-A-M-M-I-T-T bag. This is something that has stalked me for years. It's kind of a higher end bag line and it's so cute. And I'm like, okay, come on. Is this worth it or not? So I ordered it. Like, a, like what do you mean a higher end bag line? Like a, like a. Uh, I consider high end bags anything over like 150 bucks. No, but like a purse, a like purse, a handbag yes. type. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. So I'm going to be testing that out uh, for the next week. I took it out with me this weekend and I'll let you know next Monday on the show. If it's worth your money or not. Got a couple of voicemails asking about the meeting that we had last week with with our advertising guy, with the guy who who does all sells all the ads for our show. And the meeting went really well. Like yeah. he's on board with our future plans for the show. He says that we have a great audience who is buying the stuff that we're we're advertising, which means one, we're doing a good job screening the products yeah. and, giving, and giving good products to you. And I don't know if you notice this with our advertisers, but the majority of them, I don't know if it's the majority, but but several of the ones that we've accepted always have the community good, like the Rothy shoes. Yeah, I love that. The Bombas socks, mm-hmm. right? They all have the... We're doing the, Thrive Cosmetics this week. So yes. that, yeah, they have like a give back thing. Yes, it's very upsidey and I love that. Um, and I also, this is a good chance to tell you that we turned down half of pro- the things that were offered. Yeah, we probably, because uh, the the advertise, the way it works is the advertising company sends us a little one sheet and says, this person's interested in your show and I'll look it over and then I'll send it to Callie and then she'll look it over. And then if either one of us votes no on it, it, just, pass. it just doesn't happen. So uh, maybe it's more than 50%. Oh, pro- I think we turn down way more than we accept. It probably is. And we can be selective because yeah. Well, we just don't want to, one, we don't want to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. And two, using stuff. I mean, there are some great products that, you know, have been brought to us and they're so expensive. We're like, we couldn't afford to spend our own money on that. So how, like, we can't, how can we promote that? Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, what, but no, that uh, we'll promote expensive stuff like Brooklyn betting. Right. Like, but that, that's something, you know what I mean? Like, if we don't think it's of value. If we wouldn't buy it for ourselves yes. and we aren't willing to spend our money on it yes. and use it, then we're not going to ask you to do the same thing. And yes. that, that 
the point of saying all that is not to say, oh, look how great we are. It's to say, we're glad it's working and to have confirmation from him mm-hmm. that y'all are signing up for the Skillshare classes and getting the care of vitamins and buying the Brooklyn bedding mattresses and all of that. It means we're all on the same page. Yes. About what we think is cool and what Thank we you. like. So that's, that's like, yes. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I'm trying to say. So, all right. Now I've, I've given you the update on my New York trip. We've discussed the weird practical joke. Uh, and now we have to get to what I've been so anxious to hear about. First, there's two parts of the story. Let's do the non-drama part first. How was your presentation to your old high school? It was really good. I was asked to speak at my high school, which I said on here and on Instagram is so funny that I got asked to speak because I was not a shining star in high school. Okay. I got BC grades. I was, I think I was on honor roll, like maybe one semester. Uh, I didn't take any honors classes. I didn't participate in sports. Really. I wasn't any clubs. So I really am the model of the average student that, you know, goes on to be just fine, which is what I said to the high school kids. I was like, Hey kids, um, you know, those people that you always hear from that are super involved. And then, you know, you hear about their success stories. I was not super involved and here's how I turned out. Like their, their college applications, when the school opens the email almost glows. Oh yeah. Mine was like, not like that. Like, like the suitcase in uh, what was it? Pulp fiction. Yeah. And every time they open the briefcase, it's like, Oh, like they've got every activity, community service, every yeah. athlete age. I, no, no, that was not me. And so my point was, that's just fine. It's just fine. And, uh, how, lo- I wore, how long was your presentation? Well, I asked if my favorite chemistry teacher from when I was there would come kind of interview me. Cause he knows he's really in touch with you know, what kids want to know. So he came and we talked for like 35 minutes and then they got five minutes to ask any questions that they had. Did they ask good questions? There were only two, Okay, but they were both good. Um, one of them, I did wear my glitter tennis shoes. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to make the high school kids think that I'm cool and wear these super cool tennis shoes. And oh. I'm not even kidding you within five minutes of me being there, three high school girls walked up to me and they were like, Hey, we love your shoes. I'm like, oh. That's awesome. Yes. I felt, I was like, you know, I feel very cool. Sure. Because those girls are way cooler than I am. Uh, but the, it was really, really good. And and hopefully they liked it. I didn't see anyone fall asleep. And it's hard to gauge high schoolers because they don't have very animated facial expressions. So, you know, I, I don't know how it was. But uh, yeah, they have a podcast at their school, like a podcast club. And they asked, um, I got an email yesterday saying, hey, uh, will you come be on our show? So you and I are going to get, they want to interview us. I love it. Which I think is awesome. So good. And what else? Yeah. So that was like kind of it. There was a little bit of drama after the fact. And this is what I saw because I got the text from you that it went well and and that was it. But then you sent me a screenshot of some, was it another alumni? Yes. Throwing shade at you on Instagram? Can you paraphrase what it said? Because I'm biased because I was fired up about it. Uh, well, it, there's for her school, there was a there's an alumni page, right? Like a it was an Instagram account. Uh-huh. So this is an account just for alumni. And they posted a picture of, there were three speakers that day. Callie mm-hmm. was one of them. Um, and they posted a picture of one of the other speakers, but then in the paragraph said, we want to say thank you so much to 
Callie Dollar, and then like, and then there was a lawyer. But, um, but yeah, but it said Callie Dollar, like Instagram entrepreneur, executive talent assistant, yeah. and podcaster. Mm -hmm. Then so and so, I don't remember his name, but he was a lawyer at whatever firm specializing in blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, somebody else who is an investor and an entrepreneur, and, mm -hmm. and then gave like two lines of credit. So it was really cool. And then somebody wrote and said, "Hey, good job." to the lawyer mm -hmm. and said, I don't understand why they lumped you in with an Instagram chick or an Instagram influencer or something <laughs> like that. And Callie responded with, well, I don't understand what's wrong with that. Uh, and then linked to a Forbes article about how Instagram marketing is worth it's like a millions billion, a billion, or billions of dollars. Billion. And podcasting is, is quickly approaching that. And, they went back and forth with a few other people chiming in hit with him basically throwing shade on Callie for being included with these other two people. Yeah, and it just really But you handled it so well. Well, and here's the thing cuz it I some people would say, well here's exactly what he said. He said, um, it's not the person or the sex that I have a problem with. It's the fact that the school would book anyone who makes money from apps and podcasts. And I said, are you insinuating that I'm not an entrepreneur, not successful, or I don't have a worthwhile story to tell because I didn't go to grad school? Like, I'm confused. Why do I not deserve to stand up? I think any grown adult is qualified. There are zero adults that are unqualified to give high schoolers advice about life. Zero. I, I don't care what your job is. I don't yeah. care. So, and here's my thing is I have, this is a particularly touchy subject for me because while I was not bullied at, in high school, I was bullied when I was in elementary school and I have carried that with me kind of my whole life. And I've done so much work on my self-esteem and I'm really proud of who I am now. And I didn't want to just leave that person's comment there with everyone that I went to school with. So everyone can see him being like, yes, yeah, she's a joke. Why was she thrown in there? I wanted to stand up for myself. And I did in a polite way. And I always, when I stand up for myself, assume that people are going to screenshot it and send it to other people. So I always respond very intentionally when I do. And then he wound up taking the thing down. So don't go look for it. It's gone. Um, and writing something really nice. So, you know, hopefully he learned his lesson. Then I got a, um, <laughs> I made a comment about on my own account saying, you know, what's way cooler or being an Instagram influencer is way cooler than being a giant a-hole. Like that is a fact. And I, of course, got this message and I get this from time to time. And I would love to know your take on it, because I think probably as we're all kind of moving through this upside life together, I am not going to be the only one that gets this response to my behavior. But someone said to me in a nutshell that my behavior was not upsidey or positive, calling him an a-hole and then, you know, having dialogue with him and um, that I clearly am they listen to the show and they follow me on Instagram and they think that I am fake. Well, a couple things. I don't think I, I thought this statement that you made, you made a comment about, uh, I wish I could teach him more about how social media, how you can make a living off social media. But unfortunately I'm all booked up for 2020 or something like that. Yeah. And I don't think he could afford and he yeah. probably couldn't afford me anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so 
I think, was that what the person had a problem with? No, they had. And when I said that, um, cause here's what I said. I said me five years ago would have cried yeah. so hard reading that. Cause it's a hurtful thing to say about someone, but me with self-esteem, my first thought was, you know, he could really use some lesson, lessons on what you should be posting on social media. Um, unfortunately, I'm booked for the whole year and he probably couldn't afford me anyway. So that I didn't mean he literally, I don't know what his financial situation is. I wasn't talking about money. I That, that was, was a metaphor was, for, right. he can't get me anyway. It's like, I'm good okay, and I'm so, cool. So the first question that you asked then, then is how you can defend yourself right? But remain upsidey because being up, because I agree with what you're saying. And I don't think just because of timing, we can't go into it this episode, but we can make it the first thing we talk about tomorrow's episode. But I do think there is a misconception or that, that some people think that if you're living life on, on the upside, then you either have to be a cheerleader or be silent Mm -hmm. and you don't have to like you can, and you should stick up for yourself. That is part of the upside is having the strength and the confidence to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's going to make other people feel bad, but sometimes they deserve that. Yeah. So So let's talk about this tomorrow for sure, because I have so many thoughts and so much that I want to say, because as I was thinking about, wow, people are really quick to jump on me. And this has happened multiple times where, because we're in the business of, you know, being positive, people will jump on you and say, and be excited when they see you. When they see a real version Uh of you. All right. Perfect. That'll be the first thing we talk about tomorrow on The Upside. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Tonight, I have my very first class, my meditation, my mindfulness class. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited to go to it, except I'm a little bit nervous because... Part of the class involves lying down Mm -hmm. on a yoga mat and being guided through a meditation. Mm -hmm. I tend to fall asleep easily. (laughs) And I will, especially I think if I'm lying on a hard floor with just a yoga mat, I may snore and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I think it's kind of a safe space, but I I hope you don't. Fall I know, asleep. but I don't want to be the one who screws up meditation for other people because I'm over there like. But I think if you're really in a meditative state, isn't the whole point of being in a meditative state that you're not falling asleep? Yes, but I'm worried about that. Oh, got it. Okay. I, I sit on a seat of an airplane and just the hum of the engines. I'm asleep in two minutes. I'm in the passenger <laughs> seat of a car. Asleep in two minutes. I fall asleep very easily. Yeah. And especially if like this is going on while I'm while I'm there. You're like, oh, I'm out. We're all very relaxed. Feel yourself breathe. So you might end up talking about the uh, drama from your school by yourself because I'll still be there asleep. Probably. Hi, Jeff and Callie. I love your show. I have not missed an episode. Um, This is for Callie, and I am by no means comparing you to my little Yorkie. Her name is Maddie Grace. 
although she is adorable. She yawns a lot. And when I asked the veterinarian why, he said it's because she is nervous and anxious. So maybe you're a little bit nervous when you're recording the podcast. Just a thought. Love you, love you, love you. Please keep up the good work. Bye. Rothy's are comfortable, they're stylish, and they're sustainable. What more could you want in a shoe? They're super cute. I love the loafer style. I have been living in mine. I really love the cheetah print ones. They are so cute, and I wear them to work multiple times a week. Cannot get enough of them, and I would recommend this company to anyone because they use recycled water bottles to make their shoes. They have taken 35 million water bottles from landfills already, and that number is just growing. They are cute. They're sustainable. It's a great brand that I am really proud to represent. Go to rothys.com slash upside to get your new favorite flats. Again, that is rothys.com slash upside. You are going to love these shoes. I'm telling you. Good morning, Callie and Jeff. I just wanted to call and let Jeff know that yesterday I took care of something that's been driving me crazy, which is my streaky windshield wipers. I bought new ones and changed them. And last night, the weatherman said that this morning's commute in Atlanta was going to be rainy. And my brain immediately flipped to, oh my gosh, I bought new windshield wipers and I get to test them in the morning. And every time they swipe and I see this beautiful streak-free swipe, I grin a little. And that never would have happened before listening to you guys and practicing gratitude and if I hadn't taken care of my micro-anxiety. So you guys are awesome. You are changing lives, and you should feel awesome for being awesome. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Kelly. My name is Jody. I live in Noonan, Georgia. And um, since you just started talking about yawning on the episode, I've yawned four times. I just thought I'd share that. Um, there was some sort of trigger there, and I can't stop yawning now either. I hope you both have a great day, and keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. So on this morning's episode, I yawned twice just listening to you guys talk about yawning. I'm sorry, Callie. I understand your pain. You guys have a great day. Love you. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Destiny from Griffin, Georgia. I was calling where you ended show 153 talking about you have to watch Cheer, which is so true. Cheer is great. The little stories behind the people who are on the team, the way they come together, it's just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Y'all have to check it out. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Callie and Jeff. I think I'm a couple days late with the comments on the therapy segment y'all did a few days ago. Um, But I just wanted to tell anybody out there that's been considering it and has been listening to your stories about it, um, how versatile it can really be. I initially went for depression, prepartum, if that's the right phrase, depression. Um, I was diagnosed with depression during pregnancy. And then uh, the therapist I found, we dug up some trauma. So instead of treating me for just depression, then we went through the trauma. And now postpartum, I'm doing great, but we talk about baby stuff all the time and what it is to be a mom and 
all of the, the guilt and the shoulds and the should nots that come with that. So I've gone through the gamut with this therapist, and I think everybody should try to do the same thing because it is so very helpful. And whatever reason you're going for, like Jeff said, it may not even be the reason that you stay, but everybody should try it because it is so important to identify those moments in your life where you just need a little bit of extra help talking through something, a different perspective. Thanks so much for everything you guys do. Bye. Here we go, baby! And it's time to get up because we are always just everyday people doing amazing things. Energy on 10, feeling good. Let's go out there and get it.